We're live. Welcome back, everybody, to the MSG Podcast. This is actually the first episode of the new year. Ah, well, Happy New Year, everybody. We kind of didn't do last week, so. That's okay. This is the first episode of the new year. People needed a break. I mean, (laughs) after last, like, what's what's happened in the past week? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, people just needed a a breather and make up their own mind on things. Well, um, I'm going to open my drink. Yeah, are we going to do it into the mic? I know that that often breaks the. We'll probably do it under the table. There we go. Oh, that was fancy. I do it. I open it with my mouth. That smells pretty good. For those that are listening, we're uh, we're drinking Monster Juice Mango Loco. Mango, yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's a juice flavored monster. Smells very good. Let's see. I mean, it's still got the monster in it, but no, that tastes good. But there's a bunch of different like. There's like mango, extra stuff. It's mainly the most you can taste is the pineapple. Right, that's pretty overpowering. But there are other. There's like apple juice and orange juice in there. I like that guava. I think's in there. I don't know, but because like when I was younger, I never minded the the monster taste. But as I got older, or it kept you awake, didn't it? Well, yeah, it was. It was one. The caffeine kept me awake, but two, it's like I I just didn't like the monster flavor as much. Yeah, I still stand it, but this is good. It blends it in yeah. pretty well. I mean, all the monsters still have the monster taste, just other things. I've never had the, like, the, they had the coffee monsters. Yeah. I've never had those, so. Those are okay. I, I didn't like them just because I, I like my coffee pure and black. I know, I don't even like coffee, so I'm <laughs> so not sure if I would even like it, but. Probably maybe, not. Maybe one day, so. Yeah, and we'll, then we'll just, get them all in a row, and we'll just, yeah, we'll just take shots. <laughs> just do shots of each flavor. Or that's just chug the idea. whole thing. I mean, that's <laughs> a good idea. Spend a few thousand to get all the flavors. That's right. Or we could, uh, you know, approach Monster directly about a partnership. Oh, that, that, that'd a be case more of, of each. You, that'd be a you thing, though. <laughs> no. You come up with the flavor ideas for them. Oh, okay. Doritos flavored Monster. What? <laughs> if Taco well, Bell could do it, we could do it. Well, Doritos has multiple flavors. Yeah. So we can have multiple flavored you Doritos. Do like, you monster. should do something weird like um, pickle juice and mayonnaise. Oh. <laughs> with the monster f- flavor, oh. of course, because oh. you got to get that signature taste. No, <laughs> no, no. no. That, that's a good idea. We'll go with that. All right, uh, I'll let you draft that uh, that petition. <laughs> they we'll see you, how they react. Even if I emailed them, they wouldn't answer me. <laughs> like, I'm holding out hope. I mean, it's only been three months. <laughs> They'll get back to me. Six years later, they still haven't replied. <laughs> They've just stolen your idea, and now that's the poster guys. <laughs> Bro, imagine. That would be, Come on, that'd be guys. Terrible. Honestly, I wouldn't even steal them, but they stole that idea. No, I wouldn't either. I don't want to be associated. <laughs> I don't want anybody to know. Well, so, uh, what do you want to talk about? Because um, I'm sure there's a few things. Well, yeah, of course, nothing has happened in the last week to warrant really being talked about. Yeah, it's been a boring week. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Here we were waiting for... <laughs> What I just you made all the viewers deaf. No, I didn't. They can handle a pop. I'm assuming most people who listen to this are probably at work. Probably so. They might have thought you know somebody shot at them or something. I just think of it as like I do. I I, I don't ever listen to podcasts if I'm at home. Right. It's just because I would That's rather true. save it for work. Yeah, I don't, well, I don't listen know. to them at home either. Maybe, maybe people do. Who knows? Unless you work from home. Ah, oh, oh that's there. A, you go. That's a whammy. Yeah. So, well, those lucky sons. Okay, of let's talk about the Area Fifty One raid. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It just <laughs> happened. Oh man. Yeah. So Would the. You, uh, yeah, the Capitol the Hill. Capital. 
That's capital. Classic capital attack. That was a mess. Did you see that clip I sent you? I did. Like I watched yesterday that. from Twitter. That was fascinating. I, I probably took it down by now. I don't know. It was still up as of last night. But okay. I don't know. I haven't rechecked it. Well, let's go over what happened then. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you've done more research than I have. I haven't, I've, dude. It's... I haven't done any more research, so some of it we know, some of it it's still up for oh, debate. Sort of shady. We, yeah, we don't have all yeah. the information, and most likely they don't, won't release all the information. Right. Uh, Probably so... not. I mean, they have the upper hand now in terms of the public interest. So they're, well, the they're media always has the upper hand. Yeah. Uh, I control what people see. So what? January six. Trump. Called for a protest, yeah, peaceful protest outside the Capitol. In which mm-hmm. case, a large, of course, a large crowd of um, what do we call them? voters? Yeah, like Trump supporters. I guess Trump supporters, Trumpers. Yeah. I don't pro Trump. Maybe, maybe they weren't even Trumpers. They were just on that there, side. There was a good mixture. It wasn't all mixture. Trumpers. Ah, uh, eventually, they got into the Capitol building. Now, supposedly, I've seen reports of people got shot. Yeah, I've seen and I have those too. no idea. Like, Wait, what's up with that? What's up with that? Because to lie I, about that would be kind of weird. I, so I, I believe heard, probably somebody got shot. I heard for certain four people died, and specifically one lady was shot. Do we know what side of who like who died? I do was not. It the, I, I have Twitter's a feeling. I have a feeling, uh, and again, this is not fact checked, but I think the lady that died was on. The opposite side, so okay. not the pro-Trump side. The other three, I don't know. They they could have died because of you know riot control, yeah, done by the police. So know. basically, it started out as a peaceful protest, and supposedly it turned into a big riot. In which case, the Capitol Capitol Hill was sieged. Yeah, what would less. you say, raided, sieged? I guess I like the word siege or raided. It just yeah. sounds cool. Um, I guess by definition, it was kind of like a. But it wasn't. But it turned out um, they actually didn't raid the building. They were let in the building. Yeah. So they didn't break door, open the doors or anything. They were actually let in Mm -hmm. and invited in. in. So it it was interesting because, as far as I understand, Trump did not tell them to enter the building or to even approach. I think Trump wanted just a loud voice outside. Yeah. I think he told them to go to Philadelphia Street, which is the street right outside the Capitol building. Yeah. Um. And they went further. So it's interesting that the media has been condemning Trump. And yes, it could be construed because he told them to march on the Capitol that they just took it that extra step. But he yeah. wasn't acting. They probably took it more literal than what he was saying. Yeah. But, you know, what are you going to do? And again, in any system, in any group, there's going to be people who are more extreme than others who are willing to do more or to, in this case, maybe extrapolate more out of something being said. That is, you know, absolutely true of the other side as well. Yeah. So for them to be, you know, rabidly attacking the pro-Trumpers while not rabidly attacking the Antifa crowd for all of the, the riots and mess. Yeah, we ain't no had. hypocrites. Right. I, I, I'm going to be the first to stand up and say the people that did this and the people that went as far as to go into the building and were actively doing some of the looting because, you know, I've yeah. seen videos of people taking things from the offices and... You know, it's not good. That's they shouldn't have done stealing. anything. I don't yeah. know what they. <laughs> I'm the first to, to admit they should and then be turn it into like yeah. oh, stealing. I was like, See, so it's like they've weird. gone just as far over, not, not quite as far. They weren't burning down the building, but they were they were going far over the line. They should be condemned for that. They should be. You they're know, pretty much hypocrites, right? Because you know, if, like if they're six condemning months ago when all that, that all the black right. lives matter riots were going on, they 
we're saying the opposite not to do it so so they they should face the full judgment of the law i think but both yeah. sides should on the extremes both sides so, yeah. you know when they released all those antifa prisoners they captured during the riots i think that was a, now, a laughing stock now there was some type of rumor which or it's something i heard that i would say is probably a rumor but it could be true that there were some antifa people in the trump crowd yes that kind of yeah, pushed were. the beginning of I don't know what rooting, their, their place was. Um, I don't know. But I would say even if it was, it's still each person to blame for still following suit yeah. with the very few people when you have a majority over them yeah. to following suit. Yeah. So you're still to blame. Yeah, the, this whole mob ideology kind of thing where it's like, oh, yeah, we'll just blame the group as a whole. No, blame each individual yeah. separately. Because if anything, if there were Antifa, there probably only like two people there. There were there was a number of them, but again, I I don't know. I've only heard of one person specifically by name who was there, and he was definitely he's a an Antifa and Black Lives Matter leader, yeah, one yeah. of their their higher Double ups. Whammy. And it's interesting because he's he's getting praised for being in the Capitol because he was quote unquote reporting on the the pro Trump riot. Did he steal anything? I don't know. I don't know, but <laughs> you know, we have pictures of him in there doing the stuff that the pro Trumpers were doing. Yeah. So it's like he he is not uh, what do you call it? He's not innocent of this. Yeah, that's. And that's I, I have a feeling that there's multiples because you know. Oh yeah. The only thing that was tying all of those people to being you know pro Trumpers was the fact that a lot of them had Trump flags. Yeah. If you removed all of those, you don't know what they're after. You or, could uh, guess they're Trumpers. Or make America ha- make America great again. Yeah, and such. guys. Yeah. So it's like they yeah. had the symbology, but you know if you took all that away. And there was lots of them that just had plain black clothing, or yeah. it's like it's it's fascinating. The extremism is coming to a head. I think if I had to say which group is more violent, I would have to say still the Antifa Black Lives Matter group. Well, there's a lot more evidence of that than right. there would be because they just have more riots. Right, and that's just from what we've seen right now. If if this comes to clashing, and you know more evidence comes out, it could be very much the case that the other side is more violent. Yeah. But just from a moral standpoint, I see more pro-Trumpers being on the, you know, almost the Judeo-Christian, not necessarily, but they, they are more rooted in, like, the defensive-type violence instead of the offensive type. So while the, the Black Lives Matter guys are going out to the streets and they're burning things and they're, they're uh, you know, firebombing cars and everything, I see the Trumpers being more of a, you know, well, we're going to stand here, and if you come attack us here, then we'll defend ourselves kind of thing. Yeah. Which I, I feel is a little bit morally superior, but at the same time, there, there's more evidence. Be fighting that, at all. There, like, there's more evidence to show that one side seeks out violence and one side more or less it's not only does it when it's yeah. no other choice, self-defense. And I have a feeling, again, this might incur some wrath from people, and this is just an opinion, but I, I don't feel like what the people at the Capitol Hill. Uh, did was fully justified, but I can understand why they did it because they're feeling powerless. Well, well, you could say, although I don't agree with it, that you could kind of understand where it's coming from because, I mean, over all time, but especially over the last four years, how one side has been pretty much completely beat down right. by every side. Mm-hmm. And eventually this is their... Um, uh, finally uh, getting their revenge type stuff finally because like you yeah. spent the, just the last four years under Trump has been left just attacking the right yeah like non-stop 
And that's that's how it usually goes. Yeah. The, the yeah, left usually like has more that. vitriol for attacking the right than the right does on the left, yeah. which is interesting. So it's like, it kind of makes sense that they eventually lashed out. Yeah, and I think they were doing good. Maybe they shouldn't have been let into the Capitol. I think if they'd been left outside, it would have proceeded as Trump probably intended, which was just to have a voice outside actively yeah. cheering on the process or, or letting them know that the people are, are watching. Yeah. Uh, I, I think ultimately that demonstration shot the Republican Party in the foot. And all of the pro-Trumpers as well. Oh, yeah. Just for the fact that there were, what, 131 Republicans that were actively standing up to block that the electoral votes being counted in full. I mean, they were, they were blocking Arizona, and they were, they were actively getting that done. And there was little that the, the Democrats could do to stop their blocking. But when that happened, well, it all they got threw out the window. It, yeah. yeah. They said, we can't block it in good faith now because of what these people did. And so they just turned over. Mm-hmm. So that could have been staged. It could have just been a big accident. Yeah. I don't know. I would, I, really say, don't. I would say at least half the people who, or maybe not half, at least like a fourth of the people in there who decided to change their mind probably weren't, probably already were going to change their mind. Well, they Instead had, of, and yeah. that just kind of gave yeah, them that, a way out. They weren't really going to follow through with it, so. Right. I think a lot of them, well, again, I have no position to say. There's no foreknowledge, but I I feel like, yeah, a lot of them probably were only standing up because their peers were, and it was an interesting thing. I mean, to have that many people of the Republic, the GOP, standing up and blocking this, that's a very big deal. I'm sure they had to work a long time to convince that many people to actually take a stand. Yeah. But you can tell, you know, they they were very wishy-washy in the end. I understand right. their position too. I mean, that was yeah. a terrible thing to happen, and in, in your party's name, on how the the media that was all the ammunition they needed to take out the legs from underneath yeah. the GOP. You think it would have been different if, like, they wasn't they didn't enter the building at all, or you think kind of yes? All I, that did was slow down the yeah. voting. They did it that night. Mm-hmm. I was like, this, it didn't stop. It, it. really didn't. It was sort of not worth anything. It. All it was was a negative to you guys, right? But. I don't think it would have changed the outcome. That Probably was already not. set in stone. Yeah. I think it just would have maybe drug it out for another couple of months at most. Probably a couple of weeks uh, yeah. at least. But it would have been, well, Biden's the winner and we don't have the time. Or the, the special committee they set up would find nothing wrong. And, you know, again, I don't, I can't sit here from my, my position down here in Texas and say for certain any of this stuff, you know, whether the election was rigged or whether it wasn't, I don't know. And I have, you know, the evidence is probably not going to come out if there is evidence. Probably not. They'll delete it. So it's like, <laughs> I'm not sure it really matters at this point. I know that, well, you know, Biden is going to be our new president for as long as he lasts. I mean, I've, Kamala is probably the one. I after. pretty much figured that Biden was still going to win. Yeah. So I mean, no doubt um, that's going to happen. They they fixed it. Rigged. <laughs> like, I I believe it was rigged. It, it, but again, there was, there was so much proof sure. that it was rigged. There right, was so like, much. There, there's it just, quite it, a bit of evidence. It just um like Congress and all them, the Senate would never go through with it. But I mean the the uh, the biggest thing for me, the biggest takeaway I got from that is when uh, confronting liars and people like that, if you confront them with the idea of what they've done wrong without presenting evidence, they'll immediately deny it yeah. before any evidence is 
support it. Whereas if you're actually interested in and in trying to find out, you know, like whether or not something happened, you'll look into the evidence first before you deny or agree. Yeah. And if you look at what happened, Trump alleged voter fraud, but all of the the media they never said Trump alleged voter fraud. They said Trump has is completely unbasedly saying there's voter yeah. fraud. So it's like they're not even saying alleged. They're not even looking at it in a journalistic attitude. That's not what they are. Though. They're not journalists for, no. anymore. Under that guise, they, they name themselves journalists, but they're yeah. not seeking the truth. They haven't had they're a real journalist in, what, like 40 years? Maybe. There's only a couple in the world that I would deem, like, unbiased enough to be journalists. Well, at least in America. I don't I don't know about other countries. Yeah, and, and the I people I'm thinking they, of I don't are know. in other countries. Yeah, I don't know so how it's they interesting. do things. But, and I, I sort of modeled what I was saying there, but in essence, they were denying voter fraud before any evidence could have been presented, yeah. which tells me that they were actively pushing for that narrative. Yeah. It meant they weren't interested in the truth. So by that alone, I can kind of guess that something was amiss from the... I don't know how, how much there was. Hey, man, I mean... There was evidence, bad. but we don't know yeah. if it was enough to change we'll it. We'll never know. <laughs> so, and yeah, we probably will never know because... I mean, even if it was to change, it would be like in four years when it's like... When it's already... It doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah. Um, they went ahead and they like pretty much blocked uh, Trump on like every, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Uh, he's been blocked off of Twitter. Twitter and Facebook, I know. So, uh, maybe Instagram. I don't even know if he uses Instagram. Probably not. You assume he got blocked on that, which is pretty I much think everything. shut him down. And uh, it, you know, also a shocking turn of events, um, Parler, which was you know the, the alternative got... to Twitter, has been completely taken down from the app stores. Toxic. Is it it's still it's... a thing? Like... Is it like one of those rarities? You know how like Flappy Bird was taken out of the App Store, oh, but if you have it, it, you can probably do it. I mean, I'm I'm sure the ster- the servers are still up, but I think it's only a matter of time. They're getting so much pressure to be moderated, which is a fancy word for you know controlled speech. Yeah, I you know again, sometimes things must be moderated, but not in a free speech platform. Oh yeah, but Twitter is a free speech platform, and I'm doing air quotes well, here so for those is, that can't see me. So technically, so is like all the social medias, right? Like Facebook. They they should be completely unmoderated in the sense. But that also, you don't have censor what the people owners, are saying. the people who uh, no. like the owners and such of those websites, then can choose to block you or right. get rid of you for anything. Well, and see, no the, matter the what, thing is, no matter what it right, is, they can get rid of you. They they can moderate within a certain box, right? So, and I agree that these things need to be moderated, you know, like things that are promoting active violence, because that's one aspect of, you know, verbal free speech that we have as Americans that is not protected. If you're inciting someone to violence, you're actually directly responsible for that violence. But what they've done as a company is they've sort of blurred the lines on the definition of those things they can block. So, you know, they they took what Trump said about going to peaceful protest at the Capitol, and they have labeled that. You know, promoting he, he's violence. the one who's starting yeah, the riot he, he, or whatever, yeah. And so they can block him on those grounds. Yeah. And so when they start to be able to define these things the way they want to define them, and then, you know, oh, conveniently we can block him under that new definition, that's when things really start to go downhill. Yeah. Because they're technically, you know, abiding by the law, but in a very wishy-washy manner. Yeah. And they'll, the, I mean, the, the other thing is, if they were doing that to everybody, okay, so be it. But they're glossing over one side... And then really hitting the other side hard, so it's it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, 
Not much you can do about it, though. No, there's um, not, because they hold all of the yeah, power. Yeah, now, now that they have all... Like, what, they had the two years to make changes, to, like, to protect free speech, but they didn't really... They didn't really try to do anything with free speech, so... Right. But... It's, it's unfortunate, and I think people are starting to see that there is an issue, especially in the tech space. Yeah. It, I mean, Google and Twitter and Facebook are the three giant... And well, Amazon, too, but... They don't really have so much of a, uh, you know, a platform basis. They just have a, a driving force basis. It's yeah. the, the monetary backing for a lot of tech. Yeah. So those four companies really are the big four. Um, and, you know, there's probably a reason why so many people are afraid of tech control and different interests. It's because there's no stopping them. They're so big. Yeah. The government hasn't dismantled any one of them based on uh, monopoly grounds in years. Yeah. The last time I remember them doing that was with Microsoft, and they've since grown back to their position of favor. Yeah. I mean, I would say probably now that he's pretty much been banned from all the social media. Like, if that's, if that stuff's never happened, he probably would have never been banned off of Twitter. Or, right. Well, well, maybe a future time, but not, yeah, not, not right now. It would have been a future for something else. Yeah. He wouldn't have been banned. But since he is banned from pretty much every type of platform, I think this is a high chance that he'll probably make his own platform. Slash his own news station. Yeah, no, he probably or both. will. He probably will. Now that he I has no say in it. Far, though. Uh, that's the big thing. And you you I, could I get a big does. following. Yeah. He, he's already got a big following. I hope he does do that just so that people, you know, can be appeased in the type of news that they need to hear or want to hear. Yeah. I, you know, I still believe most of the stuff he says. Again, I, I, I try and get my, my double view. And it's frustrating when both sides are yeah, so polarized. They're doing, they're doing to Trump the same way they did to my man Alex Jones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Smear campaigns Most, most people don't know. I don't think people know Alex Jones still. Like, he Probably still not. does stuff. Well, the only you things you see of him website. are the things yeah. that, you know, oh, you, they, they took this clip of him much, and it yeah. sounds crazy. He has pretty much nothing. He has, like, a few episodes with, like, Joe Rogan. He, I mean, he has no social medias because yeah. he's not allowed. You can't really find him on YouTube. You might be able to find a few clips. Yeah, but he still does. Um, he does stuff. Does so. the new stuff? You just got to go to his website on the internet. Interesting. That's the only place he's, I guess, safe, essentially. So yeah. that's probably what Trump will do. I would say. Well, but, I hope he does. Uh, I know he had that kind of idea in the works already, and probably saw this coming down the pike. You yeah, know, people are going to deplatform him. What can you do? I'm surprised they didn't do it earlier. But, yeah. And but. probably he he was focused on other things. Yeah. Uh, of course, you know, he had the whole election and yeah, the yes. fighting of the election results. So he'll have the time to focus on it and probably do it right. Yeah. Yeah, you think you think he'll... Uh, he's already, like, announced, like, he's handing it over. Like, he's doing the transition to hand it over to right. Biden. You think he'll try and run in 24? I think he's probably done. I could see him trying. I don't think he'll win it. Just for the fact that his opponents could rightly, you know, accuse him of being very old in, in going for that presidency, which he wouldn't be any older than Biden yeah. is now. Uh, and he'll probably be, you know, more mentally stable than Biden is now. Yeah, I think. But, you know, they will just eviscerate him on that platform and, and he won't get any traction, I don't think. Yeah. The only reason Reagan was able to succeed against that is because he was still mentally sane enough to counter all their arguments and also laugh them off. Yeah. So it's like, and it was a back-to-back presidency, whereas this case, you know, we'll have four years yeah. of not having Trump. And yeah. it's, I don't think it's going to work. Uh, 
has his um like it's just Trump who got banned, right? It wasn't like his kid, his kids. As far as I know, I like, I don't junior, like think Trump so. Jr. and such. But they're if they haven't yet, they probably will. Cause because Trump Jr. is pretty much the same as Trump. Yeah, but he right. like he's very outspoken about yeah. the stuff. Even Eric Trump, yeah, his other son. So they're they're pretty outspoken as well. I, I, I can heard. see them because they were really hammering on Trump Jr. Uh, Don Jr. Uh, the same as his father on spurring on the riots. And they've also been hammering Ted Cruz yeah. uh, saying that he was complicit in the riots. But the only reason they said that was because he was the front runner opposing yeah. the certification of the electoral yeah. vote. Cool. And that's, that's so that. I mean, I don't think Cruz is going to go anywhere. And yeah. Don Jr. is not in politics. So not the same in politics. I don't know. I think, I think as long as. Trump Jr. has hasn't been banned. He might try and use these next four years to get more out there, and then might try and run. Yeah. In twenty four. But if you get banned, then I mean, like if, if one of the kids get banned, then they're pretty much all gonna get banned. Yeah. At that point, um, they only went for Trump, so I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. Um. I'm watching and waiting just to see what happens. It was interesting watching the whole parlor thing because as soon as they mentioned they were going to take down that site, people stormed it just to get a hold of the app yeah. and to, to sign up because anytime you suppress something, it develops intrigue. Yeah. So, you know, the same thing happened with Jordan Peterson and other vocal people who were against this leftist tsunami that's yeah. assaulted Western politics. It's been brewing for a while, but it's only been doing a rapid takeover for maybe the last, I don't know, 20 years. Yeah. It started in the 60s, but it's really ramped up here lately. Yeah. I mean, there's more power on one side for the most part. So There but. is just for the fact that you know, they also control the media, or maybe the media controls them. The media is a big but thing to have too. Is the same, yeah. They have a they have a, a good step up on others with having the media on their side. So, yeah, it's uh, but uh, the right can meme. The right can meme. That's, yes, that we win the meme war consistently. That's well, so the, that's the only war I need to win is the meme war. It's it's a proven fact. The left controls the media, and the right controls the memes. Well, well. It's because they'll just get offended by anything you say. Yeah, that's true. And that's what memes are. It's just jokes <laughs> and we can about just everything. To push or is it going to keep making jokes about every single thing and they're going to get but pissed off about it? If you think about it, I mean, the media as we know it has already started to decline. I mean, the newspaper was on the way out ever since we've been little. Yeah. Uh, things like the radio and even television are on the way out because... Things like, uh, like in the instance of radio, podcasts have taken over, and they've really become a big deal in, in recent days. And yeah. TV, YouTube has taken over most of what yeah, TV represents. Yeah, all these different like Hulu and, and Netflix, then streaming all these services. streaming services. So, but. all of them, the core ones that we knew growing up, are fighting desperately to stay relevant yeah. in a world that they're less and less relevant every day. I still say TV's got another like sixty-ish years. Oh, it probably. I mean, I think TV as a whole is going to be around. Forever before it gets consumed by like Netflix or one of the streaming services. Like, I think you're entirety. still going to see the box in people's house forever. You know, the big oh, yeah. TV box. But to keep those. And same with radio. It's it's not going anywhere. But in terms of Popularity. the number of yeah people tuning yeah. into those versus something else, yeah. it's going to drop. 
So now I think that's why you often see those venues they curb towards extremism, and they have been for the last little bit ever since they've started dropping in popularity. Yeah, you know, a good example is with you know TV and radio and newspaper. They uh, the the violent crime statistic, if you look at it, it has been dropping dropping rapidly six, since the sixties. So I mean it's it's fallen quite a bit. There's very very little violent crime. It's still out there. Yeah. But there's less of it than in the sixties. But the reporting on violent crime has only gone up since the 60s. And I think that's representation, and this was something uh, I got from Peterson directly. Um, I think that's something that is indicative of, you know, they're trying to stay relevant. And, yeah. you know, reading about a gruesome murder in the newspaper I mean, is the something that'll thing. sell. That's the most popular thing to yeah. do a report on is crimes compared to yeah, cause it's just anything else. Out of the ordinary, and, and people have that sort of gruesome nature about them. They kind of yeah. want the nitty-gritty details. Give me that gore. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's shocking. Yeah. And something that's shocking sells. Yeah. The Try other thing is it. yellow journalism, which is, you know, the story itself is not really that exciting, but we'll put a spin on it and yeah. put some scandal in there that doesn't exist, and that really sells papers. I love Triangle. Hell yeah. That's what they do, though. Yeah. That very term yellow journalism came from that, you know, it's just they're they were looking for things to spin so they could sell stuff. Yeah, you gotta you gotta do like clickbait and Yeah, and clickbait comes out of that tension on on the subject or on your station and such. So and it's like I think all of that, you know, with the newspapers, radio and, and T V it's indicative of they're crashing and burning. Now the yeah. the social media has taken their place, more or less. And they're actively carrying that banner so the, yeah. the message is still going to be out there regardless yeah. of the presence of the, that other media yeah oh man hey let's just get rid of all social media <laughs> i would be fine um, with that honestly because i think that would only be a good thing yeah because i know facebook and twitter really suppress a lot of things i don't know if Insta- i mean i'm sure instagram suppresses certain things but not nearly as much there's a lot more yeah. free free speech and such just flowing around on Instagram compared to like Twitter and Facebook. And I would I would probably agree with that. Again, I'm not on the platform very often. Yeah. And you know, it could be an instance where it's not as as noticeable. It a, might not uh, be. Yeah. And it, it, there might not be any. Again, this is opinion. It's well, like something like that could be very easily manipulated with an algorithm that's like, yeah, we'll let you say anything you want, but we'll only you know, recommend it. it to some people, yeah. and it'll be very, you know, very reduced. Yeah, that's tactic. possible too. I don't know. Yeah. I know YouTube does that. Yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, we'll let you post anything you want, but we will sort and of control you. what you say based on, uh, you know, we'll demonetize your content. Yeah. So you can continue to post, but we, you won't get any money. And then also, we'll just sort of dial back who sees it. We'll only recommend it to those those people who are subscribed to you or the radicals. We think we're, you know, you're gonna poke in your direction. Yeah. There you go. That's not free speech. That's controlled that, speech. Yeah, but that's kind of how what it's been leading up to, anyways. That's what we, that's what we live in now. Mm-hmm. So it's very dangerous. One sided. So I don't um, think the the people who are actively controlling the speech, and they probably do know this and why they're controlling it, but that I'm I'm not sure that a common man understands just how important free speech is. Yeah, it's like it's it's not the right to. To go out and verbally slander everybody, although some of that is protected under the law. But moreover, it's the right to be able to debate people 
man to man and idea to idea. And hopefully without, I mean, you're going to offend people. Yeah. If you're actively discussing important and serious and deep issues, it's going to happen. And I think you've you've certainly seen this, and I think a lot of our listeners have seen this, the offense culture that is built over the years. And, you know, we were just talking about that with memes. Yeah. The, the, what has come out of the college campuses is that idea that we, you don't you don't suffer any uh, what do you call it offense you, yeah. you know you got microaggressions you know, like you be a grind- offended great. by everything yeah even when you can't be offended by certain things it they used to make call sense. that uh, thin skinned you know it's, yeah that's something now they, it's smart to be thick skinned it is well that's that's normalcy so, <laughs> but that's yeah. how it goes but th- yeah they've been so sheltered you know it goes back to that, that tree uh thing where the tree, tree was sheltered the wind, from the wind and then tree inside the greenhouse yeah yeah it's like if you're sheltered for that long you cannot stand against anything and when everybody around you has been sheltered like that you, you know you sort of band together and, and you think that's normal yeah it's not it's weak really i hate to say that but it is yeah. well it's it's a weakness of personality that's how people are taught now though that's and that's, that's the problem kind of, yeah you can't really the, the just reverse have, that have taught that yeah it's, you know what? What can you do other than teach them something? And I don't think you can re-educate them at that point. They're so steeped in it. Yeah, but now you got like, um, not even colleges, but you got like high school and middle schools, like preschool, starting to push these limits yeah. now. Like, well, college the, is even the biggest threat. You're gonna get these people learning this stuff a lot earlier on. Yeah. And by the time they get to college, it just reinforces them. It doesn't even change their mind because they're already changed. Right. And it is a big danger because. Uh-huh. Education is extremely important, and the type of education and the the moral backing of an education is important. And there, there's a lot of things that go into that. It's a very complex issue. Yeah. But I think when you single, you know, single thought, one one ideology is pushed throughout all tenets of education. It's extremely dangerous. Yeah. I mean, the the whole academic struggle throughout history was not. Oh, this is this one professor's idea, and it has to be taught on all levels. It was every professor has a different idea, and you're exposed to things that might make you uncomfortable. But when you come away from it, you have such a you know diverse background of the academic structure yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah, it like helps you gain more knowledge. Yeah, like problem solving. Like I mean, the whole basis for college back in the day was to make you more open minded. As yeah. Just as much as you know, higher education, but it it, it does that if it's per, uh, done in a right manner, makes you listen to other people's ideas. Yeah, and that's really the whole basis of the classical liberal structure, is to view people's ideas based on their content rather than their group identity. But classical liberalism and modern day liberalism are two completely different things. Yeah, it's like. I guess I would align more with a classical liberal than I would a modern liberal. So you're a liberal? Well, if you, if you go from the, the textbook definition, then probably. I'm yeah, more I don't, I don't give a fuck. what we would call a conservative. Yeah. But what we would call modern-day conservatism is more like classical liberalism. Yeah. Just like, you know, uh, Kennedy. If you look at, you know, he was a Democrat. Yeah. But if you look at what he said... He very closely aligns with a lot of the things that you and I would agree with. Yeah, I mean, it, politically speaking, so it, it's fascinating. It's it's really you know it's the whole political pendulum thing. 
I think that's why it's, uh, it's radicalized over the years. So yeah, you fall more towards the middle. I'm just a lo- I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You you could you could hear that and and stuff he would say. You know, like ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. That's a very nationalistic view that yeah. would not be tolerated today. Yeah. He would not be called a, a Democrat or yeah. a liberal or any of that. He would be firmly within the conservative camp and would probably be branded a radical yeah. right winger. Yeah. I don't. We've just been taught to be so selfish for some odd reason. I don't know why, but. Yeah, selfishness is on the rise, I think. Some odd reason. But. <laughs> Welcome to America. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I will still you, argue that America is one of the last bastions of morality, I guess you could say. Just for the fact that we're so steeped in Judeo-Christian values. That's dwindling, though. It is, so, and rapidly. And there's a chance that's going to be completely gone. But that's why I say we're one of the last bastions. I yeah. think us and Australia are the last two, and we're both falling. Land down yonder. Under. <laughs> under. Uh, you think... You think um, you think there's like a, a chance for like a war over these next four years with the the new presidency? Are you either talking about an internal war or are you talking about so a, like a civil war? You know, which one would you think? I'd say more, yeah, more civil than with another country. Because if anything, Biden's gonna Biden slash Harris are gonna do the same thing Obama did and just pay people so we don't so they don't attack us or right. to get on their happy side. But yeah, they definitely you can't really pay well you can pay some people in our country yes but like ha- like the country is pretty much half and half right so you can't just throw money at people and they're gonna be okay with it <laughs> we Which, certainly can't hear maybe for half of them you can but right. and yeah with other countries you could so you think something like that could happen i really don't know i I have an inkling that there will be we some know conflict. they're gonna try and push more things that are way too steep People they're probably going to buy so many things. And yeah. If it is believed, there's about, what, 75 million people that are still a little uh, upset about the election. Not just upset because of the results, but upset because they've seen evidences to voter fraud that were not even listened to at yeah. any of the levels. Not even the Supreme Court, which I think used to be the bastion for all that was good. At least it was supposed to be. Yeah. So I think that was some of the frustration that brought to light the Capitol raid. Um, it's just frustration for not being heard. If, yeah. if you look at, like, what is the worst thing you can do to somebody that likes you? Ignore them. Ignore That's them. what I would think. That's exactly right. Yeah. Because it's one thing to be angry at somebody and to lash out at them. But if you just sit there and do not pay any attention to them at all, yeah. it just destroys you and it makes you angry and it it's just it's a real problem and that's what the media and the president was sitting there and listening to these people because he was i think he was trying to find out the truth but all the other levels of the the legal system were not listening yeah and uh i think that is what brought about the frustration and uh i think if that frustration remains We'll see some more things come about. Yeah. You Hopefully think, it doesn't go to civil war. I really hope not. You think, you think like um like Kim Jong-un or Putin would like uh, Biden? Yeah. Because I know, I know Kim Jong-un and Trump actually got along. 
Yeah, they did. To a certain extent. And nothing bad happened between Putin and Trump. Right. So. Th- what well, could I think there was mutual respect? Yeah. You think, uh, you think like, Biden-Harris could get away with that? Or you think not it's the not the same. Gonna... I think the relation will be good just for the fact that it will be a, uh, a greater, no, I... lesser uh, system. Instead of an equal system like what Trump had, and I'll, let me explain that, you know, they, they approached each other as equals, right? It's both very strong countries with very strong militaries and very strong leadership styles, right? Yeah. And both of them are very intelligent. I'm talking about Putin and Trump. And then also with others. I mean, they, he, he approached each individual um, political talk with that air of respect for the yeah. other person. And I think that went well because if you can talk as equals and you can meet out problems as equals. I think what we're going to see with you know Biden-Harris is that they will be on good footing with some of these other groups, but it will be clear that the other group has, you know, asserting dominance over the other. Yeah. It's not going to be as equals. It's going to be Russia is the dominant power, and America will you yeah. know, kiss up to them. Yeah. Same with North Korea. Same with China. I think we're going to see, because, I mean, already, you know, Biden's in bed with China. And yeah. He's been promoting their cause this entire time, which is extremely dangerous. Yeah. I mean, uh, um, Biden was in... Uh, was it? Was it? It was with yeah. It was with Russia. So they're probably on a decent side with Russia. Yeah. So, it's um. So now it's just North Korea at that point. That's um, it's fascinating. I mean, I'm I'm interested to see, and I think we all need to be watching to see how fast our liberties dwindle. I mean, if you start taking away like all those things, there's definitely going to be. A civil war of some sort. There will be. A hundred percent. People are just going to be like, screw it. If you have a group that controls all the media and moreover all of the internet, how do you, you know, contact your fellow rebels to... Uh, house the house. And I'm not saying that a rebellion is necessarily what would be best, but I think you know, you're right. I think some sort of rebellion will break out regardless Besides, you of you just use codes things. anyways. It's what we used to do. No. Get out oh. the DS light and do, uh, pick the chat. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was thinking more like used to like a, know, like a bakery. Oh yeah, or like a like a party. Bake the code into the bread. Or you call it a tea party? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Dude, they, they that, you know that would work too, because most people wouldn't fucking notice it. No, they wouldn't I'll, notice it. I'll tell you how you could do it. Like you um, could get on Facebook and say, "Oh, Bob's having this tea party on the the seventh. At X location, you would, and, you, and you invite the people. You'd you have know to code it that, a little bit better than that because I, I, anything no, key. I'm, I'm about to get related. back on Facebook and do a tea party. <laughs> I'll tell see, you how you can do it. Just... I, I heard about this a long time ago uh, from somebody, and I thought it was one of the most intelligent things I'd ever heard. It was well, maybe you shouldn't give it away. And probably not. I'll, I'll talk to you about it afterwards. Oh, uh, or you could code it in a different code. Uh, no, I'm not gonna give it, a different it's example. Something, I don't know. Uh, if there's interest in people wanting to know about it, it's nothing illegal, and it's it's something that you can use. It, it's a form of media that everybody has. It's probably something to get your attention, right? That's not even that. It, it would be because then you be used for getting people... messages to people without said platform noticing, I mean, which would be very helpful. Write a note. Yeah, you could. That's that's probably the best. Got, know, write a, a note. Time. Leave it in someone's mailbox. It'll take a long time, but. 
This one would be a little bit quicker. Quicker. Yeah. Uh, for sure. But it would be difficult because we. I mean, we already know we're being listened to. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's right. so eventually they would pick up if you were like talking through the phone. They would pick up on something. Yeah, I think anything by um, technology is at risk. Yeah. But yeah, there's got to be some way, and I think this way is the only way that I would trust, probably. Let's start it. Let's do it. In a big brother state. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do, do it. it. Let's do it right now. Okay, Live on go. the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're not inciting any violence here. Mm-hmm. We're not, and I'm actively... Against unless you unless one side completely tries to express all of the other side, in which case it's more like self defense. <laughs> like if you try to take away everybody's guns and yeah. block one side on all medias, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then force people to pay for stuff that they don't agree with, like abortion or something. So yeah, I think that's where the line that, is going. That is going to be a line. That that would be the line for me because again, you you have to balance this with our own. Christian values, which I struggle with more than anyone else. Following the law. Right. It's like you follow the law until it requires you to break something that that God told you not to, you know, like pay for abortion, which is clearly wrong. Or, you know, you must support homosexuality, which is clearly wrong by the Bible. Uh, That's not up for debate. Uh, It's one of those systems, or, you know, they, they require you to never meet or worship God. It's that kind of stuff. That's where you draw that line. But it's it's a struggle for me because if the government comes and says, you know, give up all of your weapons, all of your guns, I would think politically I am very much against that. And I would, if left to my own devices, I would fight tooth and nail. That's not really any law from God that says that, from right. what I know. Right, but... But yeah, I would there, see. I probably no, wouldn't do it. I don't know. It would be the, weird. The government is still acting within the authority that God set out. To, yeah. I don't think it is a sin... That, that wouldn't, you think that you think that's like a, a gray area, where Not like God doesn't specifically clarify it, so it could go either way. No, no. I'd see because within our own system, Cause it's if, fascinating. Because if you like, if they go and take everybody guns, you're saying that to not give the guns away would be against God, but it also would be for the government who's against you. In which case, you're at a disadvantage if something else arises. Right. So See, then, and that's why it's a struggle because I would think as a person like I I know but, why the guns were there yeah. and I think the founding fathers were very wise in, in having that system set up so the government couldn't overreach. Yeah. Then and, you would have to more or less be like, okay, you putting your trust in God, right? Instead of like the gun right. or whatever and else. I think I think that's really where it's at because if you didn't give up the guns and you fought tooth and nail, I mean, it's like you are putting your trust in the guns. Yeah. Or in your own ability to defend yeah. yourself, whereas God can defend you. Same with money, you know? If the government comes and, and taxes all of your money out from under you, should you fight them on it every step of the way? I mean, yeah. Christ was pretty specific on, you know, if the government taxes you on something, you pay them the taxes. Yeah. Unless uh, you tax me on a portion. <laughs> yeah, and see, <laughs> that's where the line is one of those few as, places. As soon as the government oversteps their bounds... Again, yeah. it's not okay. You go out and fight them immediately. You go and take you know whatever weapons you did. It's just still I'm not going to pay. You it. Fight them. It's, it's like then you, you go through that checklist of okay, let's let's pray that the government backs away, and then you do everything you can within the legal system that the co- the country represents to fight this. So you're not fighting physically. You're fighting that legal battle. And if even if that doesn't happen, you just don't obey that law. Yeah, and you suffer the repercussions. 
and that I think bleeds into uh, persecution because yeah. that you're, you're following your religious convictions that the Bible states you must follow, and if you su- uh, suffer any reason because of that, that I think that's justified persecution. Yeah, that's a. I like that explanation. That's a good explanation. But it's it's so counter to American culture. It's very counter to Texan and Southern culture, where we're all rebels down here. Yeah, that's why I struggle with it so much. That's why I think like so like a war could happen within the country. And I think it if could. you especially if you tried to take the guns, I think a lot yeah. of people would just shoot you. <laughs> you yeah. know, if you yeah. try if I you come on would. their front porch and try to take their gun, they'll just take you out. And I think they would be. Just because Re- of how the religiously South is. wrong to do that. Well, yeah, but I'm politically still, they'd probably be wrong. But I'm not talking about is it right in my eyes or whatever. Right, I'm right. just saying I, I still think that's yeah. how it would happen. I think for the majority, right. they just would say no. So, yeah. so it's I feel for them because I I would consider that murder. But at the same time, I understand where they're coming from, and I, I think yeah. it's a at least from the position of the world, I think it's a justified understanding of the system. Yeah. Um, and again, I think your your comment about this being a gray area is fairly warranted because it's. I'm not saying obscure. it is. I'm just saying, what if it was? It's what it's obscure just because of our our political system is so different from everything else in the the world. I know that when they were talking about those things, it was mostly a you know a monarchy kind of state. Yeah. Didn't necessarily have dictators, but they did insofar as you know, do you have a bad or a good king kind of thing. But we can translate it into pretty much do everything you can within the strictures of the law. But as you know, if you can't do anything, then, uh, do what the Bible commands. Essentially, yeah. that's that's all we can go by, really. Yeah, that's that's just that's like a, a test. Yeah, it kind of is. So, but yeah. it's fun. <laughs> you could say that. Uh, no, nah, actually, this brought something up. So you talk about like you know. Abortion is very clearly against the law. Yeah. Not not the law, but um, the law of God, should I yes. say. Let's clarify. Mm-hmm. Not not the actual law, because it's not. What what would you then say to um, the death row? Like, like uh, people going on death row, like... Well, did you think that's against the, you think that's against the law as well? Or do you think that's similar to abortion? That would be murder? No. Uh, just it would be murder if the person was innocent, okay. but if they were guilty of a crime that warranted death, because you know we're, we're talking yeah, yeah, about but how do we classify what the stages of sins? You see what I'm saying? We can only classify them as they're defined by the Bible. So, so like, what if, what if it was wrong to put somebody on death row for? Murdering someone else. Do you have a specific example, or you just talking in general? Like, if, if I'm something... more talking in general. Because uh... there's been many instances. You well, because there's multiple examples of murder. Yeah. Or that maybe not all are considered murder. So, like, like you heard about the one about. Oh, ooh, here's a good one. Well, this isn't really death row, but it's still it's death. Um, so there was a there was a guy down south. And this was a few years ago. I don't know his name. Basically, this there was a father, and he's from the South, and he has a daughter who's pretty young. Mm-hmm. This other guy kidnapped and raped this young girl. Mm-hmm. So then the father found out, 
and went and killed the guy. Right. Because he pretty much screwed up that girl's life. Right. What do you think about that? You think that's just straight up murder? Or you think he's justified because the so guy the, who did the wrong is in the wrong and deserves so, the death? So did the father go to death row? No. No. He got away with it. Because it was, it's more in the South. So if it was in the North, yeah, you may not have got away with it. I don't know. I'm saying, like, what do, you, what do you think about the father who killed the guy who raped his daughter? I think that was murder. He murdered okay. the other guy. Just for the fact that we're not supposed to avenge wrongs. Because that's a very that that's a very good example. Yeah. Because that that still goes on today on that that yeah. comment you can find comments on that yeah. on that subject that very specific thing. So yeah, I think it's murder just because he took justice into his own hands. And I'm not saying that I don't understand that because yeah, I, yeah, you I, can I, I mean, you can understand that he was yeah pretty pissed. Oh shit! I, I, I could Gosh. see that. But what a, what a terrible thing to go through. Yeah. Um, but. God will avenge. Yeah. In fact, I, I think he undid whatever righteous judgment God would have done to the, the man by his own actions. Mm, and yeah. in that regard, I mean, the the father would have incurred a death penalty onto himself as, as talking about human law, I think. Yeah. It's difficult. that You know, judgment in general is difficult because... You know, we're not given the full ability to judge. Yeah. Only God has that ability. Yeah. Uh, we can only go based on, you know, the law that God has given us. And the, the law that we have in America is kind of... It is the Judeo-Christian law, as was meted out. It's kind of a combination of Mosaic law and also the, the law that came out as was... I guess you could call it illuminated by Christ. Yeah. It's like, before that, they had the Code of Hammurabi, which worked. It was a law, but it wasn't the best law because it didn't have any empathy for situation. Yeah. So, you know, if you killed a man, you died. You were put to death because it was like a life for a life, an eye for an eye. If you put out somebody's eye, you would get your... Yeah. And so it was a very brutal type of law. It functioned, but it didn't take into account accident so if you accidentally maimed somebody you would be purposefully maimed because it was account for account yeah um that's why later the mosaic law was given and it was more specific it was also a very brutal type law but again god's wrath is you could view it as a very brutal thing yeah god does not tolerate these certain types of sins he can't coexist with them um in fact, there is absolutely no spot of sin in God at all, uh, and which sin in the, the Old Testament was often, often represented as darkness. You know, that's why they say in the Bible, God is light, and there is no darkness found within Him. Yeah. Like there, there's. In fact, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting if you look at that display and that that specific wording all throughout the Bible, you begin to see that sin itself and evil is not actually an entity. Um, it is the absence of God. It, it's very definitely well, yeah, it's like... Yeah, just so like, like darkness, to go against yeah. God is a sin. Well, right, but like the, the sin itself so like, is... It's kind of like a living thing. Well, yeah, the sin itself is, is just the absence of God. Yeah. Just like darkness is the absence of light. Light, yeah. Darkness is not in and of, its thing, uh, in and of itself a thing. But if you bring in light, darkness goes away. 
Yeah. I think that's why the Bible is so insistent that the darkness hates the light. Because yeah. as soon as the light comes, the darkness has to go away. It's not up for debate. Yeah. Same with you know the world and evil. As soon as God comes into the scene, it dis- he dispels the evil. Yeah. And thus, the evil, the world, fights it with all of its might. And why do you think people that are living and reveling and, and practicing the things of the world absolutely hate the gospel? It's because, you know, even yeah. on a subconscious level, they recognize it as the light. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> it's tr- that, that, that no, whole that statement is true, though. I like that. Um, oh, but in, in terms of the law, it's like that the law that God gave us is what we based our human laws off of in mm-hmm. so far as we've we've been just to to uphold them. Yeah. Um, that's why you know, when talking about judgment we're supposed to condemn the guilty and also release the innocent as judged appropriately. Why God so um often condemns judges who take bribes and things because he's very strict about okay if you have the law uphold the law always yeah um and we, we've seen a lot in our own culture there's lots of corruption and everything people not upholding the laws and i think that's why you've seen this downward spiral yeah people can no longer trust the law we still have to abide by it though as individuals yeah, yeah i was i don't know i just recently started thinking about that so i didn't i was you, on the fence. You had, I didn't you have an opinion question. on it yet. Yeah, you had a really good Just question. Just curious. How's that? So. Yeah, it's, I, I enjoy thinking about that kind of stuff because a lot of it's hypotheticals. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, so I, there's a huge difference between the two because, one, somebody that is rightly on death row has, one, violated the laws that are on the books. And, you know, as the law has stipulated, they deserve death. And Usually, you're not going to find somebody there unless they've really done wrong. Who do you think? So, like, when somebody is put on death row and dies, when they weren't, they didn't do what they were opposed to doing, so they were innocent. Who who do you think gets takes the sin or the blame for that? The judge or the executioner or both? In terms of in terms of like God's, God's yeah, like you just them you just the killed judge. somebody who didn't do who whoever you needed said. the sentence against them so is the judge the who yeah who committed okay. the offense. And it's, again, that's another thing because I'm not even certain if it's intent-based or not. Like, if, if the judge knew that the person was innocent and, and let them go to death row, or if the judge didn't know and let them go to ju- uh, death row, I'm not sure it's even intent-based. But you, you shouldn't be sending somebody to their death if you don't know for certain that they did the offense. Okay. So th- that's why you don't often see people on death row because there's only a number a small number of states that even allow it yeah and the the conditions for being placed there are so rigorous that only a couple people a year probably even make it yeah and even then their sentences forestalled for a number of years because they can keep you know using legal loopholes to extend it for a number of years yeah I don't know that was just something I thought of no that's Some that's good because hypothetical stuff it is a fascinating deal um Oh yeah, but going back to that, it's it's justified for for death row inmates because of something they've done, but it can't be justified for the situation of abortion because those babies haven't done anything yet. Yes, they're all under sin. All of us are under sin, and by definition, those who are under sin are 
condemned to death. Okay, well, also, I guess the same question, but apply it to abortion. Okay. Who takes the blame for the abortion? The, the mother or the person doing the abortion procedure? Uh, or both? But probably both. And again, you know, it's, it's difficult to say fully because I'm not... God. So yeah, I yeah. I, I know this. This is more. I know this is more like yeah, just this guessing is game. Right. We don't actually know the facts or anything. Just from like what that. I know, which again is not much, but I would say it's both because it, the doctor would be complicit in the operation. So if he was being as moral as he should be and upholding the law, he would refuse to do the operation. Yeah. The mother or the parents together has to agree. Yeah. They have to be complicit in the operation yeah. as well. And so I think probably, I'm not talking necessarily levels of guilt here, but I think both of them are guilty of that offense. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So it's, and again, there's so many things that we do that are sinful that we don't even think of as sin. We yeah. can't even comprehend the amount of sin we commit against God in any given day, which yeah. is why we need the process of sanctification, the Spirit working in us to even make us known make those sins known to us yeah so that we can repent of them yeah but yeah so we're, we're all we're all dead sinners in our trespasses <laughs> we're right? all dead we so yeah no i like that so it's yeah just good hypothetical questions i, I love i need to get more of those yeah <laughs> that was one i was thinking about like all week it just popped up i was like oh that's a good one it is a good one it is so but there's, there's a lot of Loop. I don't think there are really any true loopholes in God's law because you can always pull up a situation where it was very clearly stated this is what you do and this is what you don't do. Yeah. But there's a lot of things that come up in our own personal law, the, the law of the state, where we have to do that. We have to backtrack and go, okay, what does God's law clearly say about this and is it contrary to our own state's law? And, and that's what I need to be more interested in. I need to study yeah, it more. we got to get more into the law. I, th- I think it's so, of ever-increasing importance. Yeah. So. And um, I think if we really do want to live in accordance with Christ and his example, I think everybody ought to be preeminently examining themselves to see if they are living by God's law. Yeah. That's, that's our ultimate well, end. Look, as a believer God, you, I would say you should probably be examining yourself daily. Yeah, and that's what they say. So you'll pick up more on like certain sins you do, and, yeah, and such. Well, then it will help you change. There's a lot that we're called to do as Christians, and one of those is to examine yourself to see if you're in the faith, and uh, which not a lot of it's fascinating. Not a lot of Christians that I used to know, at least, you know, they don't necessarily do that, or they don't. They never talked about that. Yeah, it wasn't until recently that I even heard. Oh, wait, we're supposed to examine ourselves to. There's things that we can look I, at. I always, I always thought that, or well, I guess recently, I, I thought, always thought that's like one of the first things you do over like trying to like judge somebody else, right? Help somebody with like you should probably fix yourself mm-hmm. at least to a certain extent before you go out and like, right. fix others, teach the yeah. word. You should probably be on a certain level. Yeah, and shoot, that's what Christ said. We're not going to be perfect, but you know, if you're dealing with stuff, you should probably. Handle that before you go before to other you, people because yeah. you, you might just spread that onto someone else at, right. at most. Yeah, so. I said that very clearly. Like, why, why are you trying to take the speck out of your, your uh, neighbor's eye when you have a log in your own eye? Yeah. So take care of the log first, then you can see clearly to yeah. help your neighbor with the speck. Now, that's absolutely correct. So, 
but um, again, a lot of people have taken that to go, oh, well, that, that probably ties in with, you know, judge not lest you be judged. Uh, so we just can't confront anybody's sin at all. And I think that's also a wrong thing. Yeah. We, we, you have to be looking into other people's lives, not to judge them for that, but out of love, we can confront them with sins that they're doing openly. They might even not be recognizing them as sin. Um, but I think we're supposed to go, hey, look, I don't think this thing here is, is in accordance with God's law or it's not in a Christ-like manner. Yeah. And, you know, it sort of goes back to the, the whole, you know, confronting a fool versus confronting somebody who's wise. I think people who are in Christ, when confronted with that, they'll look at themselves and go, yeah, you're right. Whereas a fool will probably be fairly uh, angry with you for bringing up, you know, oh, you, you know. Yeah, and they might be complicit in that sin. They might be reveling in it, and might not want to change or bend the knee on that particular yeah. issue. I, I agree with that. I'm not talking about anyone specific at all. Uh, talking about me? Any issue. No, I'm not. Because I do the same thing. And in fact, well, a lot of times, you know, someone might tell me about something that I'm doing that I didn't recognize as a sin, but I might get defensive about it because it's like suddenly I'm confronted with the realization I've been doing this for a while, and I might in, even enjoy that thing. Um, yeah. And, you know, I don't necessarily want to change on it. That's a natural human thing. Yeah. And that's why I'm so grateful that God goes so far as to give us the spirit who's actively working and, and you know, he's maneuvering us into situations that are always making us better. Yeah. Even when we do sin, because we're going to continue to sin. Um, it's for a purpose. And so often, you know, I struggle with that a lot, you know. You think, okay, I'm a Christian, and here I'm, I'm battling this thing, and I'm finally winning against it, and then all of a sudden I fall to it. And I was like, surely I can't be saved. I wouldn't have continued to sin if I was saved. That's a fallacy. That's not true. We're not yet perfected, and um, we're going to continue to struggle. And, and by God's grace, we might be delivered from certain things. Um, and we need to be actively praying for that and you know, working towards that strength with the, which the Spirit gives us through testing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, even people that, you know, pray and praise God because they were delivered from a sin, you know, for 20, 30 years, sometimes that can pop back up and they'll fall to it again. Yeah. It's like we can't... It's good to look to sinlessness, and again, I'm doing air quotes, as, as a good, you know, okay, you're going in the right direction, but not one of us are truly sinless. I think the the thing we need to be looking for is battle. We're we're all doing battle with sin, and I think that's really the indication. Um, because someone who is not a child of God does not battle sin. They they you know single mindedly pursue it and all of the pleasures that go with it. Yeah. And the fact that someone is even resisting, I think, is a good indication of the spirit. Um, because you can't resist at all if you're not a child of God. It, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Damn. It's... Yeah? It's uh, it's interesting. And Again, I am no expert. I'm trying to read as much as I can. And I think that's something we need to do, too. So not only test ourselves, but also read the Word every day. Um, and usually is like the first thing you is when when you get up in the morning because that'll that'll sort of change how you think about the the effects of the day or the, yeah. the events of the day some people read at night it's i read it's at night because i just i can't get up early in the morning right and 
I do a little of both. So it's like get in the yeah. habit of doing something. Yeah, they eat your own. Um, pray often and about everything. And there's passages. I would say you should pray daily. Yes. Well, yeah. as much as you think about it, just pray. Yeah. Lift things up to God and let Him take care of it. I, I struggle with, you know, I'll pray about something and continue to worry about it a little bit, which I shouldn't do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, pray, read the Word because that's how you refresh yourself. But moreover than that, go to church and be with the people of God. Yeah. Because, you know, the people of God are kind of God's voice piece to yeah. believers, and they're, they're the uplifting effort. Um, they'll confront you if you're doing wrong, and it's it's kind of a molding process. If you if you don't feel compelled to go and be with believers, there could be something wrong. Yeah. It's kind of that kind of thing. And I know for certain, you know, when I was at my old church, I never really felt compelled to to go to church in the first place to go even listen to the sermon. Yeah. Um, but when I got a hold of this new church, or when God led me to this new church. It was a night and day difference. And like now I desire to go and to be with the youth of that church and to, to listen to the sermons and actually listen and not just sit there in the pew. Yeah. But actually like see what the message has to teach me. Yeah. And that's the spirit's work. Both of those together. It's you know, I used to think, well, so long as you're going to church, that's good enough. It's gotta be both. You've got to be in fellowship with the body. But also listen to the sermons, and you've got to also read on your own, and you've also got to pray and be in communion with God. It's it's like a kind of a fourfold. Yeah, and that's just basic um, obedience to God, pretty much. That's the four things that define that. Yeah, the yeah the best way to do it, yeah, would be to spend your entire day in God. Yeah. So that's why. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess you you can't technically sit there and read all day or pray all day, right? Because of work and things, but yeah. But yeah, that's that's good. Uh, I I usually read at night just because I can't do yeah. morning. No, and that's but fine. That's, that's a lot better if you can do it in the morning. Yeah, that's a lot better. I've I've been really trying to do that myself. Or if I you did it twice, to... you do it like morning and morning right and before night. bed. That's bingo, man. That's, that's pretty good. Again, it's like it's not necessarily how much you read. Um, I try and get in a chapter, but again. That's usually what I do. Yeah, yeah. It, I always try. Anything yeah, you can get. I try and get stuff out of what I read. No, even if I don't read a lot. Yeah, especially when I was younger, I just thought, okay, well, just reading the Bible is good. So I just sit there and and I was always a very fast reader as a child. Yeah, you just want to get through it. But it's like I wouldn't necessarily get much out of what I would read. But if you, yeah, if you just go through something, not necessarily as slowly as a maybe a, a studying pastor might do, where they break down the etymology of every word and like go to the Hebrew, but if you dwell on it, and I think that's where the dwelling part comes from, one, to, to hide God's word in your heart, but also to dwell on it. That's why I do it in the beginning of the day, because I can read it, think about it while I'm reading, but then throughout the day I can ponder and go, okay, what what was that about? How am I? How can I apply what that is to what I'm doing now? And if I can't, how could I apply it to other situations? And yeah. I think, yeah, the, the thinking about it and, and debating in your mind and then going back to it, it's, it's kind of a give and take. But I know I've told you this before and talked about it to you, but the Word is so important. Yeah. Because if you look at, you know, Christ in the, the desert uh, fasting for 40 days, how did he combat the devil? With the he word, in the, yeah, with the word, he he just—I mean, any time the devil tempted him on something, he, you know, turned it right around with scripture. 
And even the yeah. devil was using scripture to him. And he would spin well, it right I mean, back around. Yeah, I can give a great example. Like, um, like I, I'll be reading for like days or weeks, you know, like daily devotion. I'll be like, I'll just take a day off because I'll get off work yeah. late or whatever. So I'll just relax instead of reading. And I find that sin seems to yeah. easily slip back in if you yeah. just take one step off, one day off. No, it, it's it really, really bad. does. It's like, oh, well, I, I don't feel like it today. Or, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm running late in my case. Uh, you know, I'll just skip it. So like, I'll do it tomorrow, and then well, you'll go like a week happens. without doing it, and then you're just back in the hole you were in the beginning. It's yeah. like really bad. Yeah. No, I, I agree, agree with that. With uh, so I think it's it's very important. And again, it's like just because you skip it one day, it doesn't mean, oh, well, yeah, I was never saved. That is so easy. I've known a lot of Christians who fall into that trap, you know, where it's just like, well, I didn't do everything to the level where it was required of me, so I must not be, you know, truly saved, or I mean, I must not have really understood yeah. it. That's not really what's going on. You're here. a work in progress. Yeah, yeah, always, we all are. Always in the work of progress. That's so. why it's like we're justified because of Christ and His blood, and we're sanctified because of Christ. But it's it's interesting because we are already sanctified, but sanct. Sanctification is also an ongoing process. So as it is now, if both of us drop dead, we are worthy of standing before God just because the blood of the Lamb has washed our robes white. Christ's already paid for all of our sin. But as we are still living here and you know dwelling in the Word and, and really trying to understand it and we're grappling with it and the concepts at play, that's where the ongoing sanctification comes in because we both know neither of us are perfect. Yeah. But sanctification gets us closer there every day. And, uh, yeah, there's going to be struggles. There's going to be road bumps. And there might even be complete reversal, you know. It, I believe that there can be true Christians that can sin grievously and turn away from the faith and, and run from it. And I think if they really are true Christians, that God will work in them so that before they die they will have repented of that and have yeah. come back into the faith I, th yeah. I think that's essential i mean look at stories like jonah right yeah he, uh, he ran he was you know as as you know faithful of a person as you can get it was in communion with god and god said okay no uh jonah <laughs> not no uh jonah go go to nineveh go to nineveh yeah. and you talk to those guys i'm i'm gonna tell them that their city's gonna be destroyed if they don't repent and jonah Mamoust. Yeah. He tried to go as far away as possible from Nineveh in the opposite direction globally yeah. on a boat. And then ended up right in front of the front door. Yeah, and the, the only, and see, that was, I think that's a good picture of people that are like, okay, I know what God wants me to do and I'm not going to do it. But while he was in the belly of the whale, he repented of that. You know, God confronted him with it and he went, yeah, you know what? I was running from it. I didn't want to do it. Yeah. He did it anyway. So it's, and then, you know, of course, there's more to that story. But for somebody to say to someone, like, oh, you must not have been a Christian because you've turned away from the faith, I think that is disingenuous and yeah. not constructive at all. Yeah. I think the sin needs to be, you know, dealt with, but yeah. the person's uh, salvation shouldn't be brought into question. Yeah. Necessarily, I mean, Amen. I I can't say to anybody you are saved or you're not because I don't know the content. Yeah, of you their don't. Heart. Yeah, you don't know that. Only God does, and really, only God knows our own content of our heart. Um, 
So for somebody else to confront them, and that goes into the judge not lest you be judged. That's the judgment that's being talked about there. It's God's judgment. Mm. Since we're not God, we cannot meet judgment on somebody else. Yeah. But we can confront their sin. Yeah. That's, a, that's pretty good. Oh. Yeah. 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 I'm telling you, man. No. That's... You could always go into, like, ministry. As much as I would like to. You could um, spend a week on a single sermon, and you would just pop off. I'm telling that'd you, That would be dude. cool. I, I don't you have the You got the voice for it. Background. You got the drive for it. <laughs> Welcome. I want to hear you like get really. You know how pastors get like really mad in a moment. <laughs> get really, like, really, really, and they're like yelling or screaming this thing. <laughs> oh, that's you, man. That's you. I wish most of the stuff I talk about though comes from other better pastors, though. That's yes, but if you then do your own work in a certain area, you could do a sermon. Because I don't know, pastors I... spend like a week just on one one sermon and so on and so forth. I don't forth. think I have that gift of teaching. I can I can parrot what other preachers say. And might yeah. even be able to parrot it well, but to come up with it originally, I'd need the Spirit's help on that for sure. I believe in you. I, I, he hasn't necessarily next put week. me in a place. Yeah. Next so, week, we want a full-on one-hour sermon on the podcast. Next week on MSG <laughs> Radio. <laughs> exactly. That's that's pretty good. We need to call it quits. But yeah, we probably do. It's probably that's really good. Over, so uh, let's give our like, last thoughts on Capitol Hill. Yes. Yeah, we need to do that. Um. You want to go first? I guess so. I feel like we have the same kind of answer. Yeah, I would say, personally, I condemn the actions of it, whether or not it was portrayed correctly in the media. I think it was abhorrent that the people would even go to that level. Uh, similarly, I condemn all of the, the similar riots from the left-wingers as well. So it's I see it all as a blanket deal. I think every one of them ought to be rounded up and... and Put on death know, row. Not, <laughs> not on death row, but... You know, persecuted to the full extent under the law, because that shouldn't be tolerated. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, I understand where the frustration comes from. And I, I, I'm trying to be as objective about it as possible and see, okay, where's the frustration on both sides? How could that be fixed? Um, but the end takeaway needs to be, like, don't get so worked up about politics, any one of us. Because um, ultimately, none of it really matters. We need to do as best as we can in the here and now to try and be as moral as possible and to uphold morality in our legal system. But if we do everything we can and there still is struggle, then we need to have peace about the fact that God's ultimately in control. He has ordained that Biden and Kamala Harris get to be the next president and vice president for whatever reason. We're not God, so we can't see what his plan is. Um, So we need to be at peace about that. I mean... What would we do? Change God's plan? Because <laughs> we know so much? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's that's, that's a really good uh, thing. Yeah, I, I would say the same thing. Like, just how I bash the, the Black Lives Matter riots. No. It's the same thing for anybody who were involved in the riots on Capitol Hill. You're just a hypocrite. No. Because you said not to do it, and then you did it. And and I know there's there's not all the information. Right. So we don't know exactly what happened and all that or like the shootings i don't know anything about that but yeah uh you definitely you're in the wrong and even if you weren't there and you agree with it you were in the wrong as well yeah that's true um, yeah, if, you're, if you're supporting that kind of action again in america we have the right to peaceful protest yeah uh from what i saw of the riots in the capitol building most of it looked quote-unquote peaceful but 
it was an overstepping of bounds that have not been overstepped for a while, especially in a, a civil, I've heard it say, a, a civically sacred place as the capital. Yeah. Um, I think a peaceful protest in the truest sense would have been everyone standing outside. Yeah, um, that's, that would have been so the best. So to even enter the place and try and interrupt the process, I think, was overstepping of that bounds. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. We don't know the full context. We don't know the full uh, story because... Either things are being suppressed or they're being twisted or, you know, we just don't know that much about yeah, it. Um, so we can't say for certain. But just give our opinion. Yeah, as it is now, so, I think it's just as important yeah. as the Antifa and Black Lives Matter riots. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Happy New Year. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 2021 has started off with started a bang. with a banger, dude. 2020 season two yeah, started right. out with a banger, dude. We better get that battle pass. <laughs> Uh, any last words for us, David? Bwing! There we go. That's right. I finally finished my monster. Um, yeah. Hope you enjoyed. Um, I guess apologies we'll, uh, for last week. Yeah, that's... We'll, it was more like, I guess, like, that's our off week. Yeah, yeah. I think Took a vacation. Took a break. The first week. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's but, right. yeah. And, yeah uh, I hope uh, y'all all have a good week, a good rest of the year, because, uh... We're yeah. all blowing up. <laughs> don't don't do any more riots. Right, please. Both sides. Nobody <laughs> wants that. Uh yeah. Um catch y'all later. Alright, see ya. <laughs>